Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Dana. And this is... Chats with a Lesbian. Hell yeah. Episode two? Yeah, it's episode two. What are we talking about this episode? Depression. Big mood. It's really funny because um, it feels like you and I are connected because... Well, it might either be that we both stayed up until four in the morning or that there's some unearthly connection between us that made us both sleep until like 7 or 8 p.m. today. Yeah, I'm going to call it depression. I think it was depression. I think it was. You know what I did different, though? What? I took my pillow and my blanket And I brought it upstairs to the living room and I put it all down on the floor and I just slept on the floor. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I got some sunlight, but then I felt really gross when uh, I kept waking up and it was getting darker and darker. And I'm just like, no, I'll just keep sleeping. Yeah. Yeah, I made the mistake of taking my sleeping pill at four in the morning last night, just because out of habit, I just like put it in my hand with the rest of my medication that I'm supposed to take at bedtime. And then I took it and it knocks me out for 12 hours. So I initially woke up at 4 p.m. And I was like, okay, (laughs) you like. This is nice. And then I was like, well, I'm not going to do anything today, so I may as well stay in bed because I was still groggy. So I went back to sleep and I woke up and it was 7, 7.30. Holy cow. Like. Yeah. So that's not good. (laughs) Not good at all. Yeah. Does that mean you missed classes today? I did, but I had a lab exam yesterday. So thankfully I I didn't miss lab because... On exam weeks, they just don't host a lab. Oh. Yeah, so I didn't miss lab, but yeah, I missed another class. But I told my mom that I went so that she would still be proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I woke up at 7, but I swear, I went. I went. I went. My driver's license came in the mail today. You like your photo? Well, I mean, it's at, it's at home, and I'm oh, at school. Oh, dang it. Yeah, but my dad sent me a picture. He opened your mail? No, he sent me a picture of the envelope. Oh. <laughs> telling me that it had arrived. Oh. Yeah. And my mom sent me a video of Andrew holding Tigger. Andrew is my brother, and Tigger is my cat. For those who do not know that, Bana knows that. I do. <laughs> <laughs> At least I hope I know that. Or, well, I should know that. And you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, speaking of depression. Yeah. Not going to class is a big mood. Yeah. There's something that feels, like, good about not going to class. But then that, like, it almost all feels like there's a weight 
in you that like falls yeah and you're like fuck yeah like going to class sucks but you gotta do it (laughs) yeah yeah well yeah it's only for a few more years though Yay. Yay. I'm happy that time seems to go by quicker now, though. Yeah. Like, do you remember that Tumblr post? I remember seeing it back when I lived um, in California. And it was, it was like, um, one year seems long as hell when you're a child because yeah like if you're five years old that's one fifth of your life but when you're like 30 one year isn't that long right yeah and so like I feel like time is starting to move quicker like that which is nice yeah well in the second semester always goes quicker too like yeah thank goodness but it's yeah. also stressful because it's like, what? I just mm-hmm. had what? Yeah. Man, we're already talking about our finals. Yeah. Like. Well, and my classes, at least some of them are, for the most part, over now. Only halfway through the semester and they're over. Seriously? Yeah, because um, clinical has started. So all the nurses don't have time for class. Because they're in clinical all day. So, yeah, three out of five days a week, there's no nursing classes. Cow, are you doing clinical this semester or did you already do yours? I'm not doing it, but I'm doing it uh, the next semester that I'm back. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's going to be good. You're going to have a bit of an extra long summer, right? Yes. Which is going to be really, really, really nice and good. But yeah, so for this episode, would you like to talk about mental health, um, like how it's affected us throughout our lives? We can kind of go through like a timeline. Sure. Yeah. Do we want to have specific checkpoints? Like, well, let's do like like being a kid, being like a teenager, and and now. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'm ready. Sure. Okay. So as a kid, mental health wise, I feel like I was a pretty happy kid, but I definitely had a lot of anxiety, a lot of like social anxiety. Um, I got teased for being tiny. So I was always worried that kids in new settings would make fun of me for being little. Um, 
And then when I developed digestive issues, I was around eight and I started having really bad anxiety related um, digestive upsets. And those were always worse when I was traveling, not because I didn't like traveling, but just because traveling is a lot of stress on your body and a lot of like walking around and like going to new places and just, I wasn't anxious in a bad way, but I feel like, you know, the difference between um, distress and eustress, um, I was kind of like eustressed, like it was good, but my body was still under wait, stress. Distress is bad stress and you stress is good stress. So like you stress is like you get a gift and it's like, wow. And you're like, your body is in like a, like a stress response, but it's a good stress response. Oh yeah. So that was as a kid. Do you want to talk about your mental health as a kid? Sure. Um, I'm sorry for interrupting you earlier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, like, I felt bad because you were literally like, yeah, I was scared about being bullied for being short. And I'm like, ha! you are short. <laughs> I am short. Now I'm, it doesn't bother me anymore. Well, now you're like a regular human height. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I'm still short, but I'm not like crazy yeah. short. Like uh, my other friend who is one inch off from being a legal little person. Yeah. Like, you're not that little. Um, I'm definitely not. <laughs> the height difference is really cute with us, though. Yeah, because I'm like the... Well, I'm the butch, and you're the... You're the <laughs> but I'm tiny, and you're like a normal person height. <laughs> <laughs> so when I wear, like, my giant four-inch, like, heels... We go to the club, and you're all, like, in your flannels or whatever, and I'm all, like, just done. Yeah, you look so pretty. You look pretty. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. oh. Well, yesterday I was dressed like a lumberjack, and I thought that was, like, really cool, and I was like, yeah, I'm cool. You didn't In my red flannel and my Tims. You should have sent me selfies. I did. Yeah, well, I sent them in the group oh. chat. It's fine. You can check later. Tell me about your mental <laughs> health. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll check those later. Um, yeah, so I guess as a kid, um, I, I did experience anxiety, but I didn't know that that's what it was. And even though I was told about what anxiety is, I thought that I didn't have it. Because I just, uh, I think I described it as feeling scared. And so it's like, okay, go take out the garbage. And it's like, I can't, I'm scared. And it's like, why? There's nothing to be scared of. It's like, I don't know. And it's like, okay, go get the ketchup. And it's like, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that was kind of shitty. <laughs> like, Yeah, well, I think just like. That's why it's so important to talk to kids about mental health because you really think like mental health isn't a big deal for kids or it doesn't really affect kids, but it does. And kids often don't have the words. So it's hard. It's hard to to really understand what kids are feeling because adults have such 
an extensive vocabulary on what different things are. But, you know, a kid could say, I'm scared. That could mean anxiety. That could mean actual fear. That could mean, like, anything. Yeah. Like, I remember when um, my parents were going through the divorce and my mom tried to get my sister and I to kind of talk about our feelings and like what's stressing us out because we would get like entirely worked up when we were like just going out doing things Mm -hmm. and so she would try to talk to us about it and stuff um by I remember this one time we were um at the back of the car and in her trunk she had this cute little puppet that we've had since we were little kids right Mm -hmm. and uh, she used that to ask us how we were feeling kind of thing. And it mm-hmm. seems like even when it was going on, I was like, oh, that's so childish, you know, but like it worked. <laughs> yeah. Like that whole thing of like, I think maybe even that's anxiety of being like, that's so childish, but yeah, you're a, a child. It'd be like that. Like. Yeah, your mom is good with understanding mental health. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. What else happened as a kid? I think, um, well, after the divorce, I was put in a situation where I had to basically step up, right? And so I had to push aside a lot of my social anxiety stuff. So that mm-hmm. I could take care of my siblings and my dad. And that kind of sucked because I guess it just put a hold on all that mental health stuff. So that it build up yeah. later. But that is that all you have to say for yeah, kids? I think so. And could kid mental health? <laughs> kids mental health. I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh wait, I remember one. Okay, tell okay. me. Okay, I remember um, I, I wanted to train myself to think that uh, pain was good for some reason. So I remember as a kid sitting there and being like, no, this is good. And sometimes I think back to that and I'm like, wow, that's kind of messed up. Like... <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, like, I wonder what damage that did to me in the long run. Yeah. Kids do the weirdest stuff. <laughs> but it's, like, it all comes from somewhere, so it's, like, you really got to think about, like, what it all means. Yeah. I think child psychology is such a cool topic. And I really admire people that have the patience to really understand it. Because it's so much harder working with people that don't have a vocabulary to tell you what's going on. But I think it's really worth it. And I think that kids really benefit from having someone who understands 
what they're going through. Yeah. When we have kids, I'm not sure that they have someone to talk to that's not us. Yeah, someone, because I feel like maybe the reason why I was uncomfortable talking with my parents about it is just because I didn't want them to think I was broken. Yeah, well, I mean, there's probably also some things where it's like, you don't want to tell them because it's, it might be about them. It might, you might feel like you would offend them by telling them, but it still is a feeling that you have. Yeah, and you don't want to hurt their feelings because it's like they they made you and they love you and they want you to be perfect. Yeah. And if you say, no, despite all the love you give me, I still feel like this. Yeah, I know my mom really... She really takes to heart when my siblings and I are feeling like bad mental health stuff because like we were homeschooled as kids she spent so much time trying to make sure that we would be you know happy and healthy and all this stuff and it's like when we say hey like I think I have depression she's like I what she gets like upset and it comes out as as almost anger because she's like I she's like I tried so hard and like did I fail and of course she didn't fail I think my mom did a really really good job with us but you know mental health just isn't always connected to experiences necessarily sometimes it's just how it is and sometimes the experiences are things you can't control yeah like you can't really choose your whole mental health situation yeah yeah there are some people that go through like really traumatic experiences and they're like yeah no I'm fine and there are people who you know, you would look at their life and say, there's no clear reason why you would have, you know, any mental health issues, but they just do. Some, like, they may have gone through something that may seem small, but it just happens that it really affected them, and that's just how it is. And I think that that can be a really big topic these days because there's always those people that are like how can you have you know PTSD when people go to war and people live through blah 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 and it's like well things things impact you in different ways they just do you know yeah so how would you say what about like high school ish yeah well okay For me, um, when I was about 13, 14, I started making friends online. Um, And that's when I really started getting exposed to, like, kids that age who would, like, really vent about, like, mental 
and like I would become connected just not like emotionally connected but just like would be in get into conversations with people who would literally like send me videos of like them self-harming <gasps> are and, you like, serious like yeah. manipulation um, tactics or like no well I don't know there was well one in particular she just I think she just really needed help she really needed someone to listen and she needed she just needed attention um not in like a oh she was attention seeking kind of way but just she needed someone to know how bad she was hurting yeah and yeah she she sent me she was like look this is how bad it is and she just like she was a kid she didn't know how to get it out she didn't know how to how to explain to someone how bad it was so her way was to send me videos of her self-harming Fuck. and I didn't know what to do so yeah like and for, for like for the most part talking to people online I really enjoyed it like most of it was great I loved it I made friends I you know like I made friends that I still talk to today you know seven years ago over the internet that I've never met in real life but I'm good friends with still and I remember um so one of those friends you made was the one that you met first year right when you went to Vegas um that was kind of at a different portion of my life I met her um I met her in about grade 11 grade 12 so it wasn't in like a different segment of I like I consider it kind of a different section (laughs) almost of my life but yeah because I remember when you had but yeah, no, I love posted her. photos. Yeah, you'd posted photos on your Snapchat of her and you, and you said that you loved her or something. And this is when I was first trying to get to know you, and I had a crush on you at that time. And I saw yeah. those photos, and I had actually talked myself out of having a crush on you Aww. because I was like, oh my god, okay, yeah, no, you were wearing that shirt. This is not your property. You had someone that you said that you loved. It, uh, it's not fair for me to have a crush on you. I have to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess if I were to like explain how the different segments work. In my online chatting with people life. That first one was like over... Um, like fandom stuff so the first one was like I was I was really into Glee right so like we would we met through Glee a Glee Instagram community <laughs> let's call it so that was that and then um, that girl that I met in Vegas she 
was kind of part of a phase where I really wanted to um, join group chats of of um, of lesbians off of Tumblr. So I would go on Tumblr and like look up people that were hosting group chats for lesbians and that's how I met her and how I met kind of a whole community of like international gay girls which was really cool so yeah but that was like several years later so you that you were a lesbian like really early on I yeah so in this like glee phase of um internet friends I kind of there was a group of probably five or six girls that had a group chat and we would talk like all the time and I developed a crush on one of them and that was my first like girl crush (laughs) right and I had a crush on her for I think two (gasps) years that's we've been doing (laughs) yeah who is she for a long time who is she I was (laughs) I've told you about her before I'll I'll remind you after oh my god is she prettier than you no Anyway, um, <laughs> I love you, baby. <laughs> I, love you. I was like 13 when this happened, okay? You're fine. <laughs> I love you. Anyway, so I had a crush on her, and it was like, I also would tell them about, like, boys that were, like, around. Like, I would have a crush on, like, a boy here and there, and I'd be like, oh, my God, like, he's so cute, blah, 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 blah. And I realized later that all of those boys were either gay or just really feminine or somehow looked like lesbians. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, how how curious, how peculiar. So it was funny because I never had to come out to those girls. I never had to say, hey, I'm gay. Because they, they literally watched me go from yeah, I'm I'm straight, but I think girls are really pretty too. Boobies! <laughs> that was like me as like a 14-year-old being like, oh my god, I love girls. Boobies. Save the boobies. I was genuinely like that. Oh my god. <laughs> Which is awful, but you know, whatever. I was a kid and I learned. <laughs> so that was that. And then... I, I went to an all arts school, right? And that was the first time I had ever been to public school. And I just could not make friends. I was so shy. I used to literally sit by myself on the floor of the hallway in front of my locker and eat lunch by myself on the floor every day and I it was I was so sad the school was downtown and I live you know like in a suburb far away from downtown so the bus the the bus route was really long Um, I wasn't able to have a job because I would be home too late from school and I wouldn't there was you know, no jobs where I could start that late at my 
we age. So I like decided to stop going there and literally I left and I had not one person to tell that I was leaving. <gasps> Babe. <laughs> like that's that's how like serious it was that I just had no friends. So that was a really dark time <laughs> for my mental health. Um, that was the only period of time when I was self-harming. Um, yeah. And then to, you know, finish the high school phase of mental health, I went to um, the school that I graduated from. And I actually made friends really quickly there. I loved the people there. I loved the programs. I used to stay at that school, you know, until seven, eight at night to do tech theater because I just wanted to, I wanted to be at school. I love being at school and I love the people there. Um, so that was really good. I still was really anxious, really depressed. I was unmedicated. I had never been diagnosed with anything at that point. So um, I was still struggling mentally, but um, I had a, a support system, which was really important. And yeah, so that was kind of how it was until the end of high school. Wow. Yeah. And you're still friends with some of the people you went to high school with. Yeah, I am. That's really good. Yeah. Now you tell me about your, your teen, years. teen years. So, yeah, I guess it was in high school that I started, like, being depressed because I had moved from Canada to California for high school. And so I went from being, like, grade eight, right? Like, because... Like, in Canada, grade 9 is still junior high, right? Yeah. yeah. But in the States, that's high school. So I went from being, like, you know, a regular junior high kid to, like, very serious, competitive high school. Oh, my God. It was so awful. Like, because it was a new country. It was, like, a new school system. Like, everything was so different and stuff and like I don't know and I yeah I got sad (laughs) I got really sad and um I had a friend who was very very depressed and I guess that kind of influenced me because even though I saw her like as like oh, don't be like that. It was also like, oh, I can learn from how she does these things to do it myself, you know? And like, um, yeah, I don't know. High school was weird. Like, I think it was around then. Oh my God, my phone is buzzing. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I think it was around high school that um I realized I was gay. Yeah. Um 
And so that was going on. I stopped wearing hijab in high school as well. Um, what else happened then? I don't know. But I guess I went kind of cuckoo. Um, I got totally depressed. I had, like, major anxiety. Um, it was really bad. I used to have these, like, heart palpitations. Mm. And so, like, I could just be doing something and be like, ah! <laughs> um, yeah. So that really sucked. And, like, there was this time when my mom, so my stepmom, found out that I was self-harming. And she decided to scream about that um, to the entire house and then take away my cell phone and all my technology for six months. That was cool. (laughs) I uh, listened to the radio a lot. Um, I found a lot of really cool, like, indie bands. But uh, now I can't listen to any of their music because it just reminds me of, like, lying in my room staring at the ceiling because I didn't have anything to do. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. There was this one time when um, I had gotten in a fight with my mom. And I think my dad was out of town on a business trip. And I went to my room and... I closed my curtain, right? But it was a really loud curtain. And I guess she had thought that I had opened it. Because I heard her on the phone with my dad being like, I don't know, I think she ran out. Like, do I call the cops? Do I try to go after her? And I'm literally, like, on the floor. Like, I had a... (laughs) I was going to say boombox. What's it called for your CDs? A CD player. I was, <laughs> I was listening to my Fall Out Boy CDs plugged into, like, my headphones, right? And I'm listening, mm-hmm. like, just sitting on the floor listening to that and listening to all this shit that, like, is going on in the house and what she's reacting to and stuff. And I'm like, if she would bother to knock on my door and ask if I was there or how I was, it would be yeah. solved. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, There was lots of just BS stories of awful mental health stuff in high school. Yeah. But it's weird because it seems like first year university was kind of when it was still ramping up as awful. And then here was when it started to go back to being okay. Mm-hmm. because is it okay that I talk about that next part? Okay. Yeah. I don't want to take over your turn. Okay. Oh. Thanks. Um, yeah. So like, I just, I don't even know what to say. You saw me go through all this stuff. So if you want to chime in, you totally can. Yeah. Like, um, Along with all that depression and anxiety, I suddenly had all these, like, impulse control issues. And turning 18 was super cool because I could buy booze. 
And so I'd always like, I called it um, basement margaritas. It's where you go upstairs and you get a half cup of orange juice from the fridge. And then you go downstairs and fill the rest of the cup up with tequila. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that, was, that was pretty bad, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that was a rough time. Yeah. And yeah. we were just talking about this yesterday. I ended up... Um, eating a handful of NyQuil just because, like, impulse control, and I was like, bet you won't. Yeah, I will. No, you won't. Yeah, I will. (laughs) And you did. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the only hospital trip. Only time that you've been hospitalized. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've had other ones where I just totally, like, if I'm, like, dissociating and I've got those impulse control issues, then it's absolutely awful. Because it was on your birthday that I was just, like, out of my mind. And I just, like, ate a handful of my prescription meds. And you were like, oh, did you just do that? Because we were yeah. hanging out. We were in the same freaking room. And I was, yeah. I was just out of it. Yeah, you were having a really tough time. I feel so bad about that still. Because it was your... I honestly, like, I've told you this, but... I'm honestly just, just glad that I was able to be there and not have to, you know, try to support you from far away. Thank you. I love you. Yeah, I like (laughs) to me, it was kind of a fun time, right? Because basically, I had lost even more of my what's it called? Your inhibitions. Yeah. So I just left for a walk (laughs) and went for a walk and walked on a frozen lake. To see how far I could get myself to walk on it. Yeah. And I took Snapchats of you. And I was like. Filming you. And I was like. You like disappeared kind of over. The little hill there. And I was like. Hmm. Bye. And then you came back and I was like. Oh glad you're alive. (laughs) Yeah. And I was genuinely so worried about you. But I was just you know joking around because I was like I don't know trying to figure that was the best I could yeah. do well like you weren't trained to deal with this <laughs> so like yeah I just do my best because oh, I, I appreciate you. it I really appreciate it I really love you and I'm just glad that I'm able to. <laughs> You're so gay. Get out of here. Yeah. So is is that that's it? And kind of that's... as much as you want to get up yeah, to date? Yeah, then I started to get better. Yeah, and things aren't perfect, but you're, you know, you got good doctors, you got good medicine, I'm you got good prescriptions. Significantly less high risk. 
definitely. Like, the littlest things would set me off, and it would Oh, yeah. Awful. Like. And now you're doing really thank good. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Yeah, so I'll just, I guess, catch us up on my situation. So after high school, um, started a nursing program. It was good, but it was really, really hard. Um, I ended up failing some classes. Well, one class. And then um, it was only offered once a year, and it was a prerequisite to continue in the program. So I had to take kind of a semester off and just do kind of extracurricular type courses. And then I jumped back into it. Um in the fall and I actually ended up failing it again just because I was so sad I was still undiagnosed I was just feeling bad so I tried to do the same thing I don't want to like like okay you didn't fail it though because you got a C yeah and the requirement was a I got a C minus and in order to continue in the program I had to have a C oh so you didn't like fail so I was like two percent below the continuation point yeah so I I didn't fail fail but I just just didn't have the mark to I want to recognize your achievement in that <laughs> okay thank you it was a really hard course so then I kind of just I took one course that uh, winter semester and I was working and I continued working through the summer and I decided you know what I'm just gonna try a different program. So I ended up moving to um, a place about six, so a six hour drive away. And that's where I am now. Um, things have been pretty good um, for the most part, but I've also been like struggling um with the kind of transition of living away from my family living far away um I came here not knowing anyone um you know kind of dealing with living with roommates um which has been mostly good um there have been bumps here and there but you know mostly mostly pretty okay um, and so the year is almost over now. So, you know. May I talk about what I've seen with you? Yeah. So we do most of our relationship on FaceTime. Yeah. And, and we do that a lot. We talk hours and hours and hours a day oh, still. Yeah. Like, and obviously we message each other, whatever. But um, yeah, I noticed that you... You kind of started to withdraw from a lot of things. I definitely did, yeah. In January, when I came back from Christmas break, I I really, yeah, I I was going weeks, weeks and weeks without even leaving the campus area. Yeah. Sometimes you would go days without going outside, leaving my room. And you would only go upstairs to get food if your roommates weren't out there. Yeah. So you would, like, literally be starving 
because of your anxiety. Yeah. And it got to a yeah. where I was like begging you to come home. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> like it was, it has been really scary for me, to be honest. Yeah. My mom said that too. She said, I sent you that um, screenshot. She said she was just so incredibly worried for me. And I mean, like, my roommates were nice, you know, nice people. Um, There are just a few, you know, things like there's, you know, I'm gay and they're not. um, We're all first years, but I'm 21 and they're, you know, 18, 19. Um, they have different ideas of, you know, kind of what's fun, different tastes in music. I'm not really a partier, but they, they go out, um, at least a few times every weekend. Not only do they go out, um, they, uh, they host. Uh, my house, my house is usually the party hotspot <laughs> <laughs> until the wee hours of the morning. Yeah. And that sometimes gets to me. I think um, it definitely gets to you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you poor thing. Like, well, and you know what? Like, I'm definitely one of those people that's like, no, it's totally fine. Everyone's like, uh, yeah, you don't leave your room and uh, you don't eat. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, things that I've been doing to kind of help. Um, myself I saw a new doctor she prescribed me new medicine Um, I saw a nurse that kind of he used to work in in child psychology Um, or child psychiatry actually he was on a child psychiatry ward in the hospital Um, he he's helping me kind of get into programs he's kind of facilitating this whole like journey of me doing stuff um, I'm going to go into resilience programming. Um, I am seeing an academic strategist. I'm getting alternative formatting for my reading um, because I have some some attention and concentration uh, issues. Undiagnosed, but like I definitely have some kind of learning drawbacks issues. So... Yeah, but I think for the most part, like, I'm not doing bad. Things could be a lot better, but, like, I'm getting by. Yeah, like, since... Yeah. That all started because your mom decided to enter. My mom, yeah. Y'all, I'm 21 years old, and my mom was so worried. She called this nurse to make sure that I would start getting help. <laughs> I'm really glad that she did. Yeah, me too. My mom- She's actually great. like was sobbing when she found out you were getting help was she actually yeah she genuinely was crying at work because she loves you so much oh like I love your mom your mom is my bff seriously <laughs> she loves you and like when she found out you were getting help she was like yes <laughs> yeah I appreciate her a lot, and I love her, too. Yeah, so we're, I think we're winding around to the end of our our episode here. Do you have anything else you want to say? Um, I think maybe, like, 
the way that we got better is that there has to be something. Like, there's always one event that needs to happen for you to get better, right? Like, yeah, you can't you can't stay in the same cycle and expect yeah. to get better. Like yours was your mom intervening. Mine yeah. was probably um, I first saw a psychiatrist after my trip to the hospital. Yeah. And, oh, my God, my mom supported me so much through that. So, so yeah. much. And I think what I need to learn, kind of relating to what I did for homework last night, is um, it's not bad to accept help. Because... Yeah. We're always told that it's good to help people, but that there's some kind of like shame in receiving that help. Yeah. And that um, instead of helping people because it's the right thing to do, we should help people because we value that person and want to do what we can to make sure that that person is capable. Yeah. And so I think if I'm able to internalize that and think of it, that hopefully I'll get better at receiving help. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 I think the th- what's really important is having a support system and getting help. Definitely. Oh, but that big, big, like, yikes ah. of that... Um, support system thing is you have to make sure that every it's a positive yeah, system because we were in this group and, chat not... and yeah. definitely not going into details um, each of us had very bad mental health yeah we were struggling a lot and... all of us in that group chat were struggling a lot and sometimes and it, it turned into who's struggling yeah. the most and so it was almost like you would try to get work. You would try. Yeah. You would try to struggle to say, oh, I'm doing horribly right now. Like you guys don't even know. And I, that was toxic. That was very, very toxic. Because you would get support if you were doing bad. Yeah. It, you wouldn't get support. It wouldn't be, oh, you're doing better. Like that's let's applaud you for that. It was you're doing bad. Oh, poor you. Like that's so sad. Like you're doing worse than everyone else. That was... It wasn't get better. It was, oh, I'm sorry, you're doing bad. That... And that was very toxic. It ended up... That group ended up splitting. But... Yeah. Splitting under bad circumstances. Yeah. Very recently, though... It really sucked. A few of us have reconnected. Yeah. And... And definitely have talked through most of kind of how that yeah, was yeah we're kind of we still sometimes talk about our mental health but it's not yeah. the focus anymore yeah and when we do it's it's very supportive and very um recovery oriented and not oh like what was me yeah like now it's more like oh what made you feel this way? Is there any way we... 
yeah. support you kind of yeah. thing. So that's what's important. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I think, is that it for our episode on mental health? That was, before we recorded this, we were like, let's record a short episode. And now we're at almost an hour. That's so true. Yeah, I think we did a good job. I think we did too. I think we really kind of covered, covered some good ground um, in a good way. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what should we say to our listeners for our outro? Oh we're still figuring do you, this out. Do you have your little, um, your thing? I had one, but I forgot. Oh, no, I remember it. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. I'm that mystery substance you get on your fingers when you hit the crosswalk button. Bina. <laughs> and I'm a really tiny bog witch. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening. World. <laughs> Chris, the cutest little bog witch. With my whole goddamn heart. I love you with my whole goddamn heart. <laughs> okay. Thanks everybody for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>